you know, for me, it was a journey of like, oh, I don't have to just be lean. You know, I don't have to be the smallest version of myself to be beautiful. I can explore, you know, what does it mean when, you know, my biceps get a little bit bigger? And for me, that's a freedom that meant a lot to me. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 47 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Hello, my strong, strong friends. Welcome back. This week, I am so excited to bring one of my most badass, strongest friends that I have made over the years. And you may not be able to deadlift over 400 pounds or squat 300 pounds like she can, but by the end of today's episode, you will have gained a strong, strong friend too. As a record-holding powerlifter and CEO, among other titles, Meg Gallagher, who you may know as Meg Squats on the interwebs, is on a mission to make powerlifting as trendy as SoulCycle. I'm sure you've seen her pop up on your Explore page on Insta, or maybe binge-watched her Train Like a Pro series on YouTube already, but in case you didn't know, Meg started documenting her own strength training journey in 2014 and has grown her YouTube channel to almost 300,000 subscribers. Meg's conversations go even deeper than her squat, covering topics like breaking female stereotypes, busting fitness myths, pulling back the curtain on steroid use, finding other hashtag girls at lift, interviewing other athletes, debunking fads, and crushing other topics in the strength world. She really has a no BS, honest approach, and I know that you will fall in love with her just like I did. But today we're talking all things mind, body, and soul from competition prep to powerlifting to being a beginner in the fitness world, getting out of extreme cycles, enjoying all seasons of life. We're really going from like A to Z with fitness and strength training topics today. And as a competitor, teacher, and friend, my conversation with Meg today will undoubtedly leave you wanting to be more for your own life and everyone else in it. Before we jump into this incredible episode, I just have to tell you guys how freaking excited I am to start this next round of the Move Nourish Shine Collective. As of this episode going live, we have only a couple more days left of enrollment, so you definitely don't want to skip through this. This will be like your last warning, guys, last chance to take advantage of this program. Listen, we already have an incredible group of women inside and room for a few more, and I can't even control my excitement for them because our eight weeks together will be absolutely life-changing. And if you're a fan of this podcast, then I know that you will love what Move Nurse Shine is all about because inside the collective, we combine fitness, nutrition, self-love, and all of the inner work that supports the confidence, wellness, and balance that we all crave. So if you're ready to apply or want to learn more, just visit movenourishshine.com. I will leave a link in the show notes as well. But again, that is movenourishshine.com. Hello, hello, Meg. Thank you so much for being on the show. 
Hi, thank you for having me. I haven't been on a podcast in so long, so, so I'm excited to break my streak with you. Yes. Well, you know, it's an honor to be breaking the streak and it's really good to be catching up with you because you and I have been strong, strong friends for a few years now and I'm really excited for our listeners to get to know you. So for those who haven't met you either IRL or online and they're preparing to like stalk you on Instagram and stuff, can you give them a rundown of who you are, what your background is and what has led you to be super passionate about empowering people and like especially women through through strength training and everything that you do with your platforms now? Sure. My name is Megan Gallagher, better known on the internets as Meg Squat. <laughs> and I started off as a power lifter and just kind of fell in love with the training. And shortly after that, got more interested in helping other people get into the sport specifically. And that has then transitioned into being a strength coach and kind of being this champion for getting women into strength sport or just getting them lifting. And, you know, my mission is really to get a barbell in every woman's hands, or at least like every capable woman who is interested in that. But getting a barbell in every woman's hands sounds better. Yeah. You just put an asterisk at the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but if you don't want to, that's totally fine with <laughs> me, but it's there for you if you yeah. would like to check it out. For yeah. Sure. So I'm just really, you know, I know that the barbell has kind of changed my life, has definitely massively changed my life just in understanding what I'm capable of, not only physically, but in so many other ways. So I've been on a mission to kind of spread the word that this is out there and try to encourage more people to get strong and think about what their body can do, you know, because I, for one, was stuck in like worrying about what my body looked like for so long, which is, you know, kind of a natural thing to get stuck in. So the barbell really did help me get out of that and understand so much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely relate to like once I started focusing a lot more on my performance and like when I tried powerlifting, it was really refreshing to just base like my kind of success in the gym or my progress off of what I could do instead of what I looked like. That was like one of my biggest takeaways from trying powerlifting myself. Yeah. And it's, you know, when you have been living your entire life not focused on that, even though I was an athlete, you know, I was an athlete for m most of my life. But I think when you lose that identity shortly after college or whenever mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, hang up whatever jersey you're wearing, it is confusing to navigate that, you know, identity as an adult when organized sports are no longer there. So I think a lot of us just lose it and then you know, we're just forever on a weight loss journey or feel like we're forever supposed to be on some sort of weight loss journey or just trying to stay fit for the sake of looking fit. Yeah. So yeah, whenever I found out that there was more than just doing that, I was kind of, I felt saved for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you have not always been in powerlifting, right? Like you have done CrossFit, you've done bikini competitions, like you've done all the things. So can you kind of explain like what each phase was like motivated by and also what each season taught you? Like if powerlifting taught you to look at your progress as what your body can do and take your focus off what you look like? Like what did the other phases teach you too? Well, I think I 
you know, after college, I had a couple of years where I wasn't doing anything. And then I literally just started walking to work. And that was really the start of my fitness journey. I lived in DC and I walked like two miles to work every day to and from. That's awesome. So that was the start of it all. It started with just walking. And then that transitioned into me getting back into running. And then I ran a half marathon with my mom. And that was really the start of my fitness journey again, like the kind of coming back to it all. And then it was all New Year's resolutions, even that journey as well. And then one New Year, I decided to try CrossFit. That was the first time I started lifting. And CrossFit was an intro to many different things, which I think gave me a little bit of an understanding of a lot of different movements and opened me up to powerlifting and weightlifting. Mm -hmm. I decided to try bodybuilding because CrossFit really showed me like, oh, I can control how my body looks. With running, I was just running and, you know, I wasn't, I didn't really know much about diet. And then CrossFit, I was like, oh, I can, my muscles can grow. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I didn't understand that at all. So CrossFit kind of taught me that I could control how I looked. And that motivated me to try to explore that even more. And I did the bikini division in a bodybuilding show. And I really wanted to do that just to see what my body would look like when I took it to the ultimate level. And then I didn't love that experience. So then, you know, I was lost for a little bit, but then realized, oh, I could just squat and I could just lift heavy. <laughs> and that was powerlifting. So powerlifting was kind of the my saving grace whenever I wasn't too happy with whatever rebound I experienced from the bikini competition. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to have that there to just lift and focus on lifting. Yeah, I definitely experienced a really similar thing. Like when I decided to hang up my, you know, competition heels, my good old stripper heels. And <laughs> that's said in a loving way, by the way. I called them that even when I competed. But when yeah. I decided to hang those suckers up, the sparkly bikini, I had a few months where I pursued powerlifting and I did like a mock me. And it just, like you said, it really saved me and helped me focus on what my body could do and made training more fun just because I was going in the gym doing movements with, you know, a specific goal, but also just going in for fun and knowing that didn't really matter how it made my body look or it didn't really matter if I did, you know, the perfect amount of cardio or if my traps engaged when I did a lateral raise or like something really <laughs> specific where bodybuilding, you know, you really have to like refine every single thing and do all of the accessories and do all the like booty isolation and do all of the things whereas powerlifting is a lot more like straightforward and you just get to go into the gym with a very clear purpose and get in and get out and not have to focus on what you look like at all. And that was really refreshing. And so for you, one of your mantras and like your signature sayings is be more. And I'm sure that that had a lot to do or like came about during powerlifting. So how did powerlifting show you that you were meant for something bigger than just like staying small, both in a physical and metaphorical way and that you could like be done dieting and focus on, you know, bigger and better things? There are so many meanings to just saying be more. And if you just look at the physical component, I mean, there's so much more life to experience when you aren't worried about staying a certain size. 
there's so much more that you can, you know, you just have so much more freedom when you're not constantly obsessed with, you know, making sure you're not eating too much or making sure you're, you know, there's just freedom with that. Mm -hmm. And it's social freedom. It's freedom to eat more and to eat to be healthy when you're not so focused on looking perfect. Right. So I think, you know, it's a saying too that even people who identify as just, they're just small. (laughs) It's okay to be small. You can still be more because it's not just about physicality. It's about finding things that in the gym and in life that aren't just about how you look. And so I think other women who, you know, for me, it was a journey of like, oh, I don't have to just be lean. You know, I don't have to be the smallest version of myself Mm -hmm. to be beautiful. I can explore, you know, what does it mean when, you know, my biceps get a little bit bigger. And for me, that's a freedom that meant a lot to me. It comes in other ways where in, you know, it could be something where there's someone who does have problems, who's obsessed with being in the gym all the time. There is more than just being in the gym. So you can be more if you identify solely as a person who is in the gym and you're a gym person and that's what you do. There's going to come a time where you do have to realize that you are more than just that. So I think we get so caught up in our identity and we create this picture of who we think we are, but that is you still limiting yourself. So when you do take a step back and understand that you are more than just this, you know, character that you've kind of told everyone, like, I'm this type of person, you're more than that, no matter how strongly you identify as that. Yeah. So there's so much more to you and we're... We're complex people and that's confusing and that sucks sometimes, but there is a lot of beauty in being so complicated. Yeah. I mean, life is like easier and more straightforward when you can really compartmentalize yourself and be like, I'm a bikini competitor. Gym is life. Or like back when I was a volleyball player, like that was my life. And it was a lot easier to like fit myself into a label or fit myself into a compartment when I had that one singular identity. And like when I struggled the most internally and like with my own identity was when first I stopped being a college athlete and then I stopped being a bikini competitor and then I was like oh well now I should be a powerlifter so I can like have an identity and then once I you know tried that and I decided it wasn't something that I wanted to do long term I was like well now what am I like who am I what am I doing and it's scary to like be more than just a label and it's scary to shift out of that like playing small that smallness that becomes really comfortable so can you speak to like what it's been like for you to transition out of like such strict labels for yourself and transition out of you know staying in your comfort zone and exploring who you are outside of that singular label yeah I think it's been hmm, it's been difficult at times and then very easy at times Mm -hmm. because I think I'm attached to the label of being a power lifter in some ways, but really I just love training. And I don't think that's something that's ever going to leave me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm lucky because I'm not in a stage where I'm injured, where sometimes that happens to people and then they really just can't do what they love, but has been a little bit of a resistance to just say like, Oh, I'm, I'm not powerlifting at this current stage of my life because I need a little bit of a break. But I always want to get big and strong. Like that is just fascinating to me. And that journey of how your body can change, 
you know, year after year is so encouraging to me. Mm -hmm. It's been interesting because I think people hear me say the phrase like, oh, I'm not powerlifting anymore. And they think, oh my God, like, what do you mean? What do you do? Yeah. Who even are you? Yeah. I have to kind of clarify and be like, well, I squat bench and deadlift like every week and I'm training hard. So is that okay with you? You know, which I think when people understand what that means, like I'm just taking a year off of competing. Mm -hmm. It's like really not that much has changed. I mean, I have less stress because I'm not focused on the competition that kind of not wrecks my body, but it definitely there's a recovery cost to that type of training that I'm not experiencing. Yeah. So it's been interesting to kind of explain like, well, you know what a powerlifter is. A powerlifter is someone who competes in the sport. And at the moment I'm not competing in the sport. So, you know, I think people identify that label as so much more than just a competitor. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been interesting because there's this interesting resistance because I have always been known as the girl who's a powerlifter, but it's like, that may leave me being an athlete like that eventually will be gone forever. But I'm still like the girl who likes to get really strong. And I don't think that'll ever change. So yeah, it's been, it's been fine. I had a little bit of an identity crisis last year. (laughs) But aside from that, you know, it's just been, I'm just lifting like normal. Yeah, I think whenever you go through a transition like that, even though you know it's like for the best and you know that you're like kind of unlayering your next truth, it still can be scary. And especially when you're in the public eye and you've become known as someone who does blink, like you were known as a competitive elite level powerlifter. And then when you're like, hey, guys, I'm taking a year off, everyone's like, well, what even are you now? And like when I stopped doing my bikini competitions, like a lot of people were like, oh, well, I only followed you for, you know, your prep stuff. So I'm going to not follow you anymore. And you have to like when you have an audience and especially when you build your career on building an audience, it can be hard to kind of like, you know, stand firm in that change and stand firm in that shift. So how did your audience kind of receive that? Hmm, I think it... Yeah, there's been some ups and downs. I've slowly been transitioning to create more content that is general. And it's been a couple of years to really kind of have that mission statement that I told you, like, I want to get a barbell in every woman's hands. So for me, what that means is like, I want to expose the idea of lifting and the idea of getting strong to as many people as possible. And when I started, I was making very specific powerlifting content. And the content that I was making was for people who already knew about lifting. Like they were already somewhat advanced in some way. They'd already known kind of the message that I think I was here to spread. So I've been trying to diversify the things that I'm saying to bring more people in. So yeah, it's been kind of a slow transition to creating more general content, playing around with fun ideas to get more people in the door. I love it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and that series pretty much solely exists to kind of grab people's attention with, hey, I'm going to try Brie Larson's workout where when she trains like Captain Marvel, I'm going to try what she does. And there's so many people who are interested in knowing what she's doing, who don't know what powerlifting Mm -hmm. is, and they don't know who I am. So that's kind of my way to 
show that most of these people who are successfully training, you know, they're not doing some boring basic workout that most people are doing in the gym. They're training hard and, you know, she's doing hip thrusts and she's, you know, deadlifting and she's doing chin-ups and she's training really hard. And so I want more people to know about Mm -hmm. that. And also I want more people to see that. And then also just like take a peek at what else is possible. That series has been really fun just for me. Selfishly, it's fun to do. But also the goal is to get more people understanding, you know, how to get strong. I've got to cut in for a second and remind you that if you are loving this episode as much as I am, you definitely want to be part of the Move Nourish Shine Collective, guys. Move Nourish Shine is an eight-week group mentorship program that gives women all of the tools, strategies, and support that they need to finally create their perfect healthy lifestyle and unlock the confidence that they have always craved. Yes, Move Nourish Shine includes workouts and nutrition guidance, but it's also so much more than that. This beautiful collective group of women who are all committed to digging deep, doing the work, and becoming the healthiest, happiest, most confident versions of themselves once and for all. This is really for the women who feel like they've tried it all and now they're ready to cut through the overwhelm, ditch the excuses, and find their shine for good. But guys, don't just take it from me. Here is what a few of the women who have completed the program have to say. I was feeling pretty unmotivated. I felt unworthy of things. I didn't know where to turn to. I had been unemployed for like going on five months. My main hesitation in joining Move Nourish Shine was the financial aspect because as I said, I am on a fixed income. So it was like, is this going to be worth it for me? I did have a lot of trips planned, a lot of things going on financially, just not a lot of time, you know, lots of work stuff. And I thought, you know, maybe I won't have time for this. I'm not really sure. It's about real change. You know, it's not a fitness challenge. It's how can I make your life better from the inside out? It was great to have a group of girls who are in the same boat as me and just, we're really living our best lives together. And those Zoom calls really made everything worth it. After completing the eight weeks, I felt so much more motivated and like I had purpose. I just really think it's important for women of all ages to do this program because I wish I had had it years ago. If you are committed to growth and personal development and you know living a lifestyle that is compatible with your goals and the things that you care about most, Lunar Shine can help you. Honestly, it is one of the greatest things I think I've done for myself. I was so proud of myself that I committed to it. If you are hesitant, girl, you need to sign up. It's so wonderful. I feel lighter physically and mentally. I lost inches. I lost pounds. And it's amazing. Do it. Needless to say, after seeing and hearing about the incredible transformations that have been happening within the program, dozens of women have already joined and we are almost full. So if you're ready to apply or want to learn more, just visit movenourishshine.com. And again, I'll leave a link in the show notes, but it's movenourishshine.com. And in the event that you're listening to this episode, once enrollment has already closed, I highly, highly recommend joining the waitlist that is available on that website so that you can get first dibs and some special bonuses when enrollment opens again next time. Now let's get back to the episode. 
So when you're spreading strength training into your community, like what types of changes do the women in your community usually experience or like when they reach out to you and they say, Meg, thank you so much. You've helped me. Like what typically do they say is a transformation within them because they found lifting? I think a lot of women are able to have that feeling of control, like, oh, I can control this. A lot of them are being introduced to the concept of progressive overload for the first time Mm -hmm. in their lives. And that alone, I mean, I have the stereotypical feminine characteristic of being a control freak. (laughs) So knowing that I can just add five pounds next week and be on some sort of program that will keep me moving forward is just such a relief because I know that there's a plan and I'm not just in the gym doing whatever. I'm not just in the gym doing things that might work. You know, I I know that I'm on a program that is setting me up for more and more Mm -hmm. success. So I think by introducing just basic programming and introducing a linear progression is something that I think a lot of women appreciate because they know what's going on. They just understand. And also that's a concept that most people can just take and ride out their linear progression alone by themselves. You know, they don't really need a coach or much guidance from that point until they kind of plateau. So I think that control is something that a lot of people appreciate. Mm -hmm. And, and also it's like a combination of that and then just feeling like a badass in the gym, which brings this whole kind of new confidence that you can take anywhere in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that discovering your physical strength is really, really empowering. And something I get a lot from my clients is like, wow, I never even knew that I was capable of doing that. Or like, I thought that I was always going to be stuck at like, you know, curling 10 pounds until I started tracking and like pushing myself and really committing to this. And now I see that like, my mind has been holding me back and I'm so much stronger than I think. And like that whole shift and that like light bulb moment really transfers into like every area of your life, like not to get too philosophical, but lifting teaches you Mm -hmm. so much more than like how to squat bench and deadlift or like how to, you know, do a sit up or whatever. Like it teaches you so much about yourself and your mental strength and your resilience and like literally everything. Like it changed my life and not just from a physical standpoint, but because of what it taught me about myself. Yeah, it's been really fun. I have a program now that is kind of like a general, it is a general program for anyone can do. It's like $8 yeah. a month, right? So it's just team programming. And we've incorporated AMRAP sets in these last couple of weeks. And so to see so many people push themselves to as many reps as they can do, it's insane. Like I would say at least 50% of them are completely shocked with what they were able to do. So that's really encouraging just to, you know, have 
someone tell you to push yourself Mm -hmm. as well and just try, you know? So it's exciting to read the excitement in their voices. Yeah. And also like the discipline that goes into it, like keeping those promises that you made yourself of like, oh, I'm going to get to the gym four days this week and I'm going to like finish all my workouts or I'm going to do mobility after each session or whatever. Like just keeping those promises that you make to yourself and having that discipline as part of your lifestyle really can change the game as well. Because if you don't have a consistent way to like take care of yourself and work on yourself and you start lifting, that is just like a huge pivot in the right direction. Yeah. And I think it's just, there's so many bonuses to that where I don't know, like I used to run. And so it's such an anxiety inducing thing to like, like, okay, I'm about to run for 30 minutes. Yeah. That is so stressful. But when you're lifting, I mean, you have a set and then you get to rest for two minutes or one minute, whatever, you know, it's not, it is so, so much more beginner friendly, I think, than what Mm -hmm. people really can imagine. So yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just the best way to stay fit lifting because you can really go at your own pace without, you know, the misery of what we think working out should be. I know, like the struggle and like it should suck and it should feel so hard. And like, yeah, you push yourself when you're lifting, but it's like the most rewarding. And like you said, it's just in bursts. You know, it's not like personally when I'm running, I'm arguing with myself every minute of like, you can't stop. You can't stop. You have to keep going like, oh, this is so boring or like, oh, this sucks. And I have to like keep talking myself into continuing. Whereas lifting is more like kind of like a fun little game because you get just like cross stuff off and track your weight and like challenge yourself versus last week. Whereas for me, running is like way more mental and way more difficult to get into doing it. And so if you're listening and you've struggled to like stick with something in the past, I think lifting would be a great thing to try. So Meg, do you have any advice for someone who's interested? This is like piqued their interest to get into lifting. Like what is their first step and where can they go to get started? Yeah, I think the biggest and most important thing is to run any sort of linear progression. So what that means is you could even start with a couple of lifts. Let's say you want to squat, bench, and deadlift because you're ready to be a powerlifter now. (laughs) So I would say, honestly, just start with those three movements and do one each day and just add five pounds or a few pounds every week. And it's okay if you're just using dumbbells to start or body weight to start, just continuously add more resistance every week. And there's free linear programs that you can find online. Just search them. Like ton of people have them that are easier to follow, but run that linear progression out until you stall. Cause eventually you'll stall and your beginner gains phase is over. And that's then when you want to think about sort of periodizing your training. Mm -hmm. But that beginner gains phase can last like really long. It could last you like a year maybe if you're running it slow and smart enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that is, let me tell you, when you are in that phase where you're able to PR every week and keep adding weight because you're PRing, right? If you're going from not lifting at all to finally starting, every day is a personal record for you. So enjoy that. And if you run that progression out, you will be hooked. I can like guarantee 100% Mm -hmm. you'll be hooked on that. 
And yeah, that's an easy way to just fall in love with training too. So if you're having a hard time getting motivated week to week, look for a linear progression program. And I'm sure you will be, after a few weeks, you will be, you know, it will be a habit. Yeah. And I think that takes like running a program and sticking to it takes a lot of the overwhelm away from it too, because I know so many women struggle to get into the gym and get consistent with it because getting into the weight room and, you know, doing their thing can be really daunting and kind of scary and nerve wracking because A, they're not super confident about what they're doing or B, they don't know if their form is good or C, they just like aren't super strong yet. So they feel like people are going to judge them. Like there are a lot of doubts and fears that get into women's heads when they're first looking to get into the weight room and having a program to follow that is simple and straightforward and like more or less similar every single week gives you a lot more confidence because once you get like the first couple workouts out of out of the way like you know exactly what you're doing you know exactly where your equipment is and it's really simple like you don't need to overcomplicate it you don't need to do all of the things just focus on like a small number of things and do them really well yeah and i think unfortunately right now it's really popular for instagram influencers to provide some sort of daily workout mm-hmm. or like you know, give ideas on working out. I do it myself. I'll give people ideas on like my bro session. So some of my accessories, I'll post them to let people know what I'm doing in the gym or what they can think about doing. And that's great because I think the more lifting content we have out, the better. But I think it does encourage users and viewers to cherry pick workouts that they see on their favorite influencers page. And again, I think you know, there is a lot of value in those posts. If you find that you're someone who's just cherry picking what Marie posts on Monday and what Meg posts on Tuesday and what, you know, Whitney Simmons posts on Wednesday, then you're not setting yourself up for the most success possible. You're probably burning calories, which is great if you have a weight loss goal. But if you want to have a plan, then you should get on some sort of program. Yeah. Like a program optimizes your progress. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think if you have the gym habit or are fighting to get the gym habit, a program will get you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that consistency. Because again, like going into the gym and just being like, oh, what should I do today? And like trying to piece together a workout from like your saved collection on Instagram or like someone's YouTube video Mm -hmm. or something. First of all, that's not very focused. And so it's easy to lose momentum during your session. It's easy to lose momentum over like the week or the month. So it's just a lot easier to like have some thing to go to and, you know, consistently do that. And to that end, like a lot of the workouts that you see on Instagram or YouTube, like the flashy, cool workouts, you're like, oh, I've never seen that before. Like that can be fun. And adding those into your workouts, like sprinkling them in. I think of those as sprinkles where they like add a little color and pizzazz, but that shouldn't be like your cake. Like you still need cake and you still need like frosting to hold it together. And that can be the sprinkles to keep it interesting. But your workouts should not be made up of those like flashy, sparkly made up things. Like they should be made up of, you know, like squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, presses, like all of the basic you know, bread and butter movements. And those are like tried and true for a reason. And chasing sparkly objects is not necessarily going to get you the most progress, right? Exactly. I love the cake (laughs) metaphor. (laughs) That's the perfect way to describe it exactly. And I think it's important to know that 
when you're on a program, you experience specificity. So your and frequency of movements that maybe you're not familiar with. So doing them week by week or doing them multiple times in a week will make you better at them. Right. So a program is set up not only to get you stronger, but also to get you more efficient at the movements that you're trying to do, which of course is just going to increase your strength and increase your gains. But it's also badass to have like a really good looking squat. Mm -hmm. And the only way that you're going to improve the technique of your squat and your bench and your deadlift or any movement really is by having more frequent opportunities to perform that movement. So yeah, I think the sprinkles are great. They make it fun and exciting, but yeah, you've got to have a lot of cake. Yeah, you gotta have cake. Like I'm a frosting person personally, so like a lot of cake, a lot of frosting, but sprinkles are just the excitement that keeps it fun and interesting. And yeah, I think like just don't overcomplicate it. Like if you want to get into lifting and strength training, pick something, stick with it, optimize it, you know, have your nutrition in line, which I mean, I know Meg and I would both agree that nutrition is like equally as important, especially for body composition changes, but it's such an empowering experience. So I hope that this episode has really like just encouraged women to get out there. So I know that you have your Stronger by the Day group coaching, and then you also have your Strong Strong Supply Co. So can you tell us about the things that you have and where people can find you? Yeah. So Stronger by the Day is a program that's stripped out every Sunday. So every Sunday you get a week of our program. It is a program. It's not just a daily workout. The program is set up to progress week after week. So every week we'll build on things that we did last week. You can join at any time, um, but usually I'll let Instagram know whenever we're coming up on a new fresh block of training. If you kind of want to start at, I guess, a kind of week one, but I wouldn't, you know, overthink that if you're new to it. There are beginner resources on the entire program. There's a Facebook group of all of the users who keep each other updated and there's support on that group too. So if you ever have any questions, you're taken care of and it's $8 a month. So you can join and try it out. Yeah. There's no like monthly commitment. I would love if you love it and stay for a while. I think three months is a great, if you're going to start a program, I would try to like marry it for three months Mm -hmm. just to see if it's working for you. Yeah, it's been great. And it's just cool to provide something that is affordable for people who want something that is, you know, to where they're not just cherry picking workouts or found a workout online and have no support after that. I really do want to help as many people as possible get, you know, the gains that they deserve, yeah. right? <laughs> so yeah, that's Stronger by the Day. You can find it on strongstrongfriends.com, which is my coaching company. And then I started a equipment and apparel company called Strong Strong Supply. And that is, yeah, that's about a year and a half old almost now. So yeah, we do. That's where I do all my like Meg Squats merch and Strong Strong Friends merchandise. And then we've been making some lifting equipment. So if you need belts or lifting knee wraps or lifting wrist wraps, and we're continuing to build out our product suite. So that's exciting to just continue to offer more resources for people who really do love Mm -hmm. lifting. Now we kind of been talking to like beginner lifters. 
I would say you probably don't need any of my equipment yet if you're a completely beginner. But once you start to progress a little bit and want to try, you know, wrist wraps to make your bench a little bit stronger, maybe you want to check out Strong Strong Supply and and grab some of those there. So yeah, that's been a fun company. I run it with my boyfriend and we have a third partner as well. So it's just been cool to you know, have my hand in the merchandising retail. And now we're getting into like fitness fashion, which is crazy. It's a crazy industry, but it's been really, really fun and kind of nerve wracking. I won't lie, but it's just good to offer affordable, high quality goods that can progress someone's journey. Yeah. And y'all are like low key visionaries because you're the first people I ever saw come out with, first of all, like pleasantly scented, quote unquote, unpleasantly ammonia and black (laughs) chalk. Like why was that not ever a thing? Yes. You know, honestly, so we made before the black, we made pink chalk just to be cute. Like, oh, that's cute. Pink chalk. But I'm like, oh, black chalk makes so much sense for if you're at a gym where they don't want messy chalk like on their black floors or on their gym. And now it just blends in with the floor of the gym that you're on. Yeah. Like, wow, we were way smarter than I thought. Like, <laughs> good, I good. was always trying to sneak chalk into the gym with me and like, you know, like casually slip my hand into my gym bag and like chalk up before my deadlifts. <laughs> and inevitably right. there would be like chalk sprinkles all around me and, you know, dead giveaway. Yeah. And it is liquid chalk, right? So if it's in your bag, it's not as messy as like, cause I think I remember you had like the rock climbing yeah. bag. Didn't yeah. you have one of those? I totally did. Yeah. So kind of bulky, kind of messy, risky to just have in your gym bag, yeah. you know? So the liquid chalk makes it just easier. Yeah. I'm always traveling. So it just makes traveling a cinch to like have all my lifting stuff in one bag. Yeah. Totally. Well, I have loved this conversation, but we have some rapid fire questions to finish it off if you're up for it. Cool. I'm up for it. Okay. So since we've talked a lot about cake ready, what's your favorite flavor and frosting combo for cake? Ooh, I love birthday cake. Same. Birthday cake and white frosting, but also a yellow cake with chocolate frosting is probably like most of my childhood. You're a classic kind of gal. All right, cool. And then puppies or kittens? Oh, uh, kittens. Oh, I'm surprised. (laughs) Well, Ryan is like has cats. His family has cats. And yeah, I I guess cats. I've been more of a cat person lately. I respect that. I respect that. (laughs) (laughs) I have a cat and a dog. So either way, I can't hate. But next one, since you split time between Whistler and LA, are you more of a palm tree or a pine tree person? Ooh, palm tree. Pine trees are scary because if you're <laughs> snowboarding, you can get in, stuck in a tree well, and that's terrifying to me. That's my like biggest fear. Is that where the snow dips down, like under the tree? Yeah, so like oh. the, the snow will fall on the pine tree, yeah. and then if you hit it, or if like something happens to the tree and the snow falls down from the leaves that are like building up, you can get buried by all the snow. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's called a tree well. Wow. It's terrifying. Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll move on from that. Um, do you like showers or baths? Oh, showers. Yeah, 100%. Summer or winter? Or I guess snow or sunshine, either one. Mm, it depends because I love snowboarding, but I would rather, I wish I could like snowboard and then be on a beach where it was warm like the next day. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you kind of can do that with your life, but 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nike or Adidas or other? Lululemon. Okay. I support that. Squats or deadlifts? Ooh, deadlifts. Favorite? I don't want to say cheat meal because I don't like the word cheat, but f- your favorite food to eat when you're like going out or getting takeout or something? A burger, fries, and a beer. Mm. Sweet potato fries? Regular fries? Yes, sweet potato fries. Okay. Thank you. Hotel <laughs> or Airbnb when you travel? Hotel. And then sweet or salty? Sweet. Got it. All right. Nailed it. And where can Nailed people it. find you on the internets? You can find me at Meg Squats on everything or strongstrongfriends.com. Perfect. And then last but not least, this is a Grind and Be Grateful podcast. So we always ask, what is one thing that you're currently grinding toward and working really hard for? And what's one thing that you're hugely grateful for? One thing that I'm working really hard for is making sure that my clients on Stronger by the Day have all the resources that they need. So I'm always trying to update them with the latest and greatest resources. And one thing that I'm grateful for is my boyfriend, who is also my business partner. So he is so smart and hardworking, and he helps me so much with like everything I do. Yeah, Brian's great. I've met him, I think, like twice. And he's great. Yeah. He's <laughs> sweet. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Meg. You guys, please go find Meg. Stalk the shit out of her. Send her love. Tell her <laughs> thank you for dropping some strength training knowledge on us and inspiring everyone to get a barbell in their hands. And thank you so much, Meg, for your time and the brain gains that we've all experienced today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave a show review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of this show is for you so your feedback matters plus it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves thank you again for listening and supporting the show and until next time don't forget to grind to be grateful my friends